Welcome to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather Crawford. And I'm Sarah Frappier. And we're here to talk about real health for real people. Is it over? difficult because know, my energy level really... and my like ugh, my vocal cordsness is I like how we're acting like it's super early in the morning it's 11 30 it's like 11 30 a.m we're like still in our pajamas like oh, oh it's so I early. hate doing things in the morning <laughs> <laughs> oh I am excited about what we're talking about today so Sarah and I are both personal trainers correct one of the questions we get most often is, hey, so I'm thinking about trying this diet. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a diet today. Yes. Although in reality, we don't like to refer them to necessarily as diets. Right. More like lifestyles. Well, diet's gotten the word diet. It's gotten a bad rap. Yeah. I think people have misconstrued what diet actually means. All it really means is what you eat. Correct. So like what you're putting in your body, what constitutes the things you put in your body is your diet. So I was doing a talk um, a couple months ago and I asked the question, like shout out what comes to your mind when I say the word diet. And everybody's like, hate, (laughs) like hungry, restriction. So yeah, that's what people think of when they think of the word diet. Yeah. So removing negative connotations on the word diet and actually defining it as what it actually is, which is the makeup of what we eat. Right. So when we say diet, we're not talking about some restrictive, regimented, crazy plan. Right. We're just talking about, just about our what lifestyle. should we put into our bodies, our beautiful, lovely, gorgeous temples. Yeah. So one of the diets I hear a lot about is the Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. And what is that, Heather? Well, I'm super excited to tell people about the Mediterranean diet because um, I looked it up on Mayo Clinic first. I love to use their website. And it says the Mediterranean diet incorporates the basics of healthy eating plus a splash of flavorful olive oil and perhaps a glass of red wine. Mm. Yeah. Red wine. You can drink all the red wine. (laughs) I like that because I feel like a lot of diets are like, don't drink. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really make a difference to me, but for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually saw that it said it's not a diet per se. It's a mix of traditional eating habits of people living in Spain, Italy, France, Greece, and the Middle East. Ooh, yeah. I want to go to there. I want to go to there, too. So we can eat like those amazing people in all of these wonderful lands far, far away. Yeah, well, so they... <laughs> They have really looked at it because compared to America, the people like living in these places had way less heart disease. And so that's why they started studying like, well, what's different about what they're eating and why we're doing it. And it's really simple because basically it's natural, unprocessed foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains and nuts, olive oil as your primary source of fat. Reducing red meat, eating moderate amounts of fish, and having, as Heather said, a moderate amount of wine, up to one to two glasses per day for men and one glass per day for women. Yeah. It doesn't sound too difficult or restrictive, right? Mm -mm. It sounds reasonable to me. 
Well, and, you know, this type of diet has been consumed for a long time around the Mediterranean. It only recently gained mainstream popularity, though, as a good way to improve health and prevent disease. Ooh. That sounds really promising. I think that this is shaping up to be a good thing. I think so, too. So, numerous studies have been conducted on this diet, including several randomized controlled trials, which is the gold standard in science. It is. And I could chime in on that because there are lots of different types of research studies. And one of them being like the clinical, you know, trial study that's done like in humans where you actually provide an intervention. So you actually intervene in a person's normal routine. So you Mm -hmm. like give them something or take something away or something like that. And then there's observational studies or epidemiological studies where you just observe basically a person or thing in their right. natural habitat. <laughs> like you don't interfere right. and you just associate then this is what they're doing and this is their outcome rather than saying here, drink this thing or don't eat this thing right, right. and then see what changes. So it's kind of just observing like, I don't know, like putting a human in a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> a human zoo. A human zoo. And this has been Large Words with Sarah Frappier. Science. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So anyway, continue. You have these clinical studies. So um, research has shown that the traditional Mediterranean diet reduces the risk of heart disease. That's super exciting. Um, The diet has been associated with a lower level of oxidized, low density lipoprotein. Lipoprotein. Mm, lipoprotein. Oh, yes. So that's the bad cholesterol. I do know that. LDL. (laughs) The bad cholesterols. Um, more than 1.5 million healthy adults demonstrated that following a Mediterranean diet was associated with a reduced risk of cardiovascular mortality. That's exciting. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Um, we, I pulled up like five different studies that they've done. Um, so I'm super excited to tell them to Sarah and let her (laughs) listen because, um, she is the expert on that. But so there was five different studies done. And there's lots and lots of graphs on my paper that I can't really read very well. But I have the conclusions to all of them, which are all sounding really good. So this one um, said that a Mediterranean Mediterranean diet supplemented with nuts may help to reverse the metabolic syndrome. So that's super exciting in people with metabolic syndrome. I might have to redo that. Metabolic. Because I need to tell what that even is first. Metabolic. Metabolic. <laughs> Hold on. Metabolic. Maybe I'll skip that one. Rustin, edit. And edit. Okay, Where's the title of the study? Well, it says them right here. And then this says the journal they're in, which are actually very reputable. That's peer-reverse. the journal? Mm-hmm. Journal of American... Medical Association Internal Medicine. Oh my gosh. Okay. So just say the Journal of Internal Medicine. So these are all very reputable peer-reviewed journals. And that's the key, peer-reviewed. Yes, peer-reviewed. So in the Journal of Internal Medicine, this study found that the diet caused reductions in LDL along with improvements in several other heart disease risk factors. Um, The graph shows everything looking super good going up. The good cholesterol was going up, which is, that's what we want. We want our good cholesterol up. And they also did it in comparison to the Mediterranean diet 
with olive oil. Oh, yes. Without olive oil and with nuts and then like a low fat, just mm-hmm. standard low fat. So it wasn't just comparing like a low fat diet of the Mediterranean diet and a normal diet. They actually did. And actually what reduced the LDL the most was the Mediterranean plus the olive oil. Yeah, using the olive oil as their main source of fat. Um, And traditionally in America, when you have heart disease risk factors, the doctors will put you on a low-fat diet. And so I like that they compared it here because the low-fat diet um, wasn't even half, like it didn't even lower it half as much as the Mediterranean diet. Right, it did lower it some compared to a normal fat diet. However, the Mediterranean diet plus the olive oil was, yeah, like more than twice as low. And this is where I'm sure Heather will agree. This is where we like to talk about no fat versus Mm -hmm. low fat and kinds of fat. Right. Because not all fats are created equal, and it's not necessarily always the quantity, but the quality of the fat that you're eating. So you don't want to necessarily eat no fat because our bodies need fat. Mm -hmm. But we want to make sure we're eating the right fats. Right. Dr. Sears says the right fat diet is the way to go. Correct. Um, but I'm really liking um, that they compared both of those. Yes. Um, also, the same journal published a study um, that the diet without calorie restriction appears to be effective in preventing the development of type 2 diabetes. Ah, uh. I like that without calorie restriction yes, part. exactly. Because who wants to count their calories and weigh their food mm-hmm. and do math every time you eat? I know not everyone likes to do math like me. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like to do math. It's like math. you're eating some, some breakfast and you're like weighing it out and calculating and being like, well, if I eat this, then that means I can't eat this and blah, blah, blah. I mean, no one's going to want to do that. No, absolutely So not. if you don't have to count those calories, I'm all for it. And then there was another one that said adding in the nuts. So consuming nuts was associated with a significantly reduced risk of death over a period of five years. What kind of nuts? I don't know. It doesn't say. It says nuts. It's just standard. Regular nuts. Sure. Run-of-the-mill nuts. <laughs> not too big, not too small. Just, just right. Just right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so silly. <laughs> And then a Mediterranean diet supplemented with omega-3s, which we love our omega-3s, may be effective at preventing heart attacks in people who have already had heart attacks. Oh, so even if you're already susceptible. Right. So where can I find my omega-3s, though? Ooh, good Mm. question. Great question. (laughs) (laughs) I like to find mine in fish. Yeah. I enjoy salmon, like wild-caught Atlantic Mm -hmm. salmon is a great source of omega-3s. Yeah, and the people on, you know, in the Mediterranean, they eat a lot of seafood. Mm Mm-hmm. Eggs, too. Eggs have Mm -hmm. omega-3s in them. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Heather literally just took her entire stack of research papers and just (laughs) slid them onto the floor in a very grand gesture. (laughs) Just get out. All right, so the Mayo Clinic article I was reading, too, it also says the Mediterranean diet is also associated with a reduced incidence of cancer, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's diseases. And women who ate this um, and supplemented with the extra olive oil may have a reduced risk of breast cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that some of those first ones you just said are associated with the brain. Yes. Like... Brain health is huge, it is. especially in today's day and age when there's so much 
association of what we eat and what it's doing to our brains and all of this cognitive decline we're seeing in people in older age. Absolutely. Is becoming more and more associated with our diets and what we're eating. So, speaking of brains, I found another study. Are you proud of me? I am. You've done so much work. (laughs) The scientist in me is jumping up and down gleefully in her little science goggles and clapping her little science hands. So there was a three-year study published in the Journal of Neurology, and it found that a diet heavy on olive oil, fruits, vegetables, legumes, and grains with a moderate amount of fish, wine, dairy, and small amounts of red meat helped those around the age of 70 to retain more brain volume compared to those who did not strictly adhere to the Mediterranean diet. Ooh, that is good news. It is. Uh, It's exciting. Well, because for so long, we've believed that if our brains start to go, like, that's it. There's that's nothing it. we can do. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just predisposed by our genetics, and that's it. Our brains are going, they're gone. However, more and more we're seeing, like this study right here, that's not the case. We can actually step in and take control of our brain health. Absolutely. Which is amazing. It really is, because I'm really, like, when I'm old, I want to just pretend to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Be like, fully... I don't want to actually be. <laughs> <laughs> just be fully cognizant, yeah. but doing things like go into a store and just steal. And then if they catch you, just <laughs> like... act like you don't know what's going on. So there was this awesome video that was going around on Facebook. There was a really old lady walk- who walked into like a furniture store. And she went in the bathroom and she put on her pajamas. And she went and laid in one of the beds. <laughs> It was so funny, and so people kept walking by, and she would say, can you come help me cover up? And they would help, they would. They, they would, would like help tuck her in. Tuck her in the bed. It was so funny. That's how I want to be. Yeah, and then you can like speed, and if you get pulled over, right. just look at them and be like, um, I'm old. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Exactly. Um, so the rest of the study, so of the people, oh, of 950 people, that's who they um, were studying, 562 had an MRI brain scan around age 73 to measure overall brain volume, gray matter volume, and thickness of the cortex, which is the outer layer of the brain. From that group, 401 people returned for the second MRI at age 76, and these measurements were compared to how closely participants followed the Mediterranean diet. People who didn't follow it as closely were more more likely to have a higher loss of total brain volume over the three years than the people who followed it closely. So the researchers found that those who followed the diet lost only half the amount of brain volume compared to the effects of normal aging. Wow. I know. That's pretty powerful considering the number of people they actually observed and mm-hmm. evaluated. I'm impressed. I know. I'm very impressed. And, you know, looking more and more about the Mediterranean diet, as I was doing my research, I found it is not far from how I actually live my life. I know. I was like, I think I eat the Mediterranean diet. I do. Because I was looking. It's like, okay, how to start a simple food list. So fresh fruit, Mm -hmm. eating servings of fruits and vegetables every day, check. Um, Whole grains, like, you know, whole grain bread. Um whole wheat pasta, things Mm -hmm. like that. Legumes, which is basically dried beans, lentils, garbanzos, which I call Mm, chickpeas. I love my Like hummus. Think about hummus. Um, Nuts. I really like cashews. Cashews are one of my favorites. I love nuts as well. I do enjoy a good hot salty nut. (laughs) And olive oil. 
and that's what I cook most of my meals in, olive oil or coconut oil. Yeah, I and use both. Um, but after reading this, I think I'm going to use more, more olive, olive oil. oil. For sure, yeah. And fish and seafood, which I love. I do too. Seafood. I really do. Now, I didn't look specifically. Does shellfish count in that? Because hmm. I love some crab and some shrimp. I actually don't know. I, it just, I think it just said fish. Just fish. Seafood. Yeah. And then garlic and aromatics. Like, oh my goodness. Cooking up some. I, my favorite thing is when I start to cook, do like olive oil garlic and onion and you just it's saute the best that up smell in the world it makes you smell like a gourmet chef yes. up in your house like if someone walks in <laughs> and that's all you're cooking just yep. olive oil garlic and onion you're like mm, what did you cook you're like <laughs> aromatics like, you know, you're like you don't know that's just all you know how to cook and we were just talking about how good garlic is for us like when we're sick yes that's yeah. right it's really good for us when we're sick there's and all of these things you'll notice are natural mm-hmm so it's basically minimally processed food close to nature, predominantly plants, is decisively associated with health promotion and disease prevention. Yes. And you see this over and over and over again in research today in like what we should be putting in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Keeping it simple and keeping it clean. Absolutely. Like this says another important difference between the Mediterranean diet and that which many Americans practice is that it includes few processed foods yes so the added sugar preservatives artificial flavorings and other questionable ingredients are a big contributor to health problems and and obesity in america it's true you see as like the more that processed foods have come into play i mean even prepackaged dinners that you get in the freezing frozen aisle pop them in the oven or the microwave all of these like instant canned soups and i mean and I get it. Like, not a lot of people cook anymore. Well, it takes yeah, a lot of time. We're busy. Does. We don't got time for that all the time. And I don't enjoy cooking. No, some people don't. I enjoy cooking. But yeah. I don't always have time for it. Yeah. I'm just lucky because my husband loves to cook and he's really good at it. Spoiled. Yeah. Hashtag spoiled. But there are definitely ways, if you just look how just simple this is, you could make this work. Absolutely. And any diet that includes fresh unprocessed preferably organic ingredients will always be healthier than the junk that passes for food in america yes 100 percent. and if you'd like to live to a ripe old age while keeping those mental faculties in sharp working condition i feel like this sounds like the way to go i know and like i said it sounds like the way i've been eating already i know and i I don't even know it want to high five myself right now just Self high five. Is that a thing? <laughs> we could actually high five each other. Bam. Across the table. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna be really smart old women that don't have heart disease. We are, and we're gonna just have to live together after our husbands die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this meme online and it said something about when I'm an old lady, I'm just gonna leave bags of snacks all over my house in case when I fall on the floor I get hungry. <laughs> So, like, you fall over and you're like, mmm, bag of nuts. (laughs) Just, like, start eating until help comes comes to save you. Yes, totally. At least you have snacks. So, what are we thinking about the Mediterranean diet? I'd say approved. Approved. Ching. Check. For sure. I don't think that there's anything that I've researched. Yeah, I couldn't find anything wrong with it. That speaks 
contrarily against it. Contrarily? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Sure. <laughs> Quite contrarily. That can, contradicts, I guess would be the word. Yeah. Nothing that contradicts the benefits of a Mediterranean diet. I'm excited. Everybody should start eating more olive oil. And fish. And grab a glass of that red wine. Not everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So I got another question. Ooh, a listener question. Yay, listener question. She um, wanted to know, how do you walk into a gym and navigate without feeling super intimidated? Mm, Like first timer in the gym, don't know what's going on. Yeah, all the regulars are in there on the machines. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Well, the first thing I suggested was, you know, most gyms have trainers on staff or even just a staff member that will show you around the gym. So if you schedule time with them, they'll walk you around, they'll show you the machines, how they work, um, and kind of give you, you know, the ins and outs of how their gym works. Of what's what. Yeah. Oh, and gym etiquette. Yeah, gym etiquette. You know, learning that if you're spending more than 30 minutes on a treadmill, make sure you're looking around because if somebody's waiting, you should give it up. And Yeah. Wiping down your machines. Definitely wipe down the machines. No one wants to touch your sweat. Sorry. <laughs> but also just, you know, try not to feel intimidated because most people there are there to work out for themselves. They're not there to look at you or judge you. And most are really encouraging and helpful. So if you did have a question, you know, you can ask one of those gym members that have been there a long time. Yeah. And so also to the other side of the foot, if you are an avid gym goer and you see someone walking in kind of with those like deer in headlights right. kind of eyes and you have a second, go over and say, hey, you new here or anything I can show you or if you yeah, have any questions, sure. just ask me, you know, make a new friend. Be That's one of my polite. favorite parts of gyms is like, the community that's created because all these people are there working for the same goal and yeah just trying to be healthy yeah. and you know feel good about themselves so go to the gym make a friend and obviously if you um if you have a personal trainer that you know and that you would feel more comfortable with most gyms also let you bring a guest um at least one time for yeah. free or reduced so you could bring your friend and have them you know, at least help you make a quick little workout plan yeah and just show you what's what or hire a personal trainer. That's I know right. two really good ones. They may or may not be speaking <laughs> right at this very moment. <laughs> oh, I love listener questions. This has been a really fun topic. Yay. So thanks. Keep those listener questions coming. You can email us at realhealthrealpeople at gmail.com. Yeah. Any questions or comments or topics that you would want to hear about. Totally. And check us out on realhealthrealpeople.com. We're going to be having some you know, episode recaps on there with links and pictures and all kinds of just good all kinds stuff. Of fun stuff yeah just more information about what we talk about each week and all kinds of good stuff yeah and find us on twitter and facebook and instagram because yeah. we're hip and cool and heather <laughs> keeps me hip on the social media <laughs> all those links are on our website too so yay again i think we could have been funnier <laughs> We had a lot of nut jokes, though. We did. I wonder if anyone else thought that they were appropriate. I don't know if talking about nuts makes you explicit. I don't think so.